Welcome to the official podcast where the bombs get thrown. I'm your host, me, Shayla Bogan, and I introduce to you the Mike Bomb Podcast. something to say there's a fear out there when it's coming your way don't let it stop you from living for what you were made it's not a dream it's a destiny all right welcome to the mike bomb podcast with your host me shayla who well i must be going solo tonight because kayla nor stacy is unfortunate not to make this episode whether they join or not but I am joined by my very special guest, Pat Benson from Fan Nation Network. So, Pat, would you like to introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. I'm glad to be on your show. Uh, yeah, I covered the Atlanta Hawks. I also covered the, the whole sneaker world for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a busy time of the year, for sure, for both basketball and shoes. So it's, it's good, but I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you, Colin. Um, I meant not Colin, sorry, Pat. All right, so pretty much this is just going to kick off the show, talking more about your background in sports, things like that. So how did you get here? What was your motivation? Like, how did you get started with any of this? Like, what was your first step? Yeah, so I didn't have a traditional path at all. So I was a political science major in college. I was super involved in local politics. And uh, by my mid-20s, I was totally burnt out on politics and just wanted a break. And I was like, I'll go back to it in six months or I'll go back to it in 12 months. And it just never happened. So eventually I just started a blog and I was writing about high school sports and I moved to a, a smaller publication and then just kind of worked my way up slowly but surely where, where I am today. It wasn't linear. It wasn't, you know, any, um, it probably wasn't the most efficient or the perfect way of getting there. But I think it is proof that, you know, if I can do it, then anybody who wants to can for sure do it. Yeah. I'm actually one of those people who would love to do that. And I find it pretty cool that, you know, you started as a political major and then you just transitioned over to sports. And now, Hopefully, I hope you love your job because it's pretty. It's a pretty cool job to have. Yeah, so, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. no doubt. Uh, yeah, so we actually got to kick off the show since we're speaking more about your job because yeah, you sure. do write about sneakers and things like that from Fan Nation, but you also report for the Hawks. So we're going to kick this off starting with the ultimate question, and that is how does culture within sneaker fashion and sports tie together? Because as we've seen over the years, like since the 2010s, to be more exact, we started to see a lot of athletes from the NFL to the NBA, especially those leagues, and now even the MLB, the Mm -hmm. NHL, slowly but surely started to tie their athletic platforms into fashion and now is being endorsed by fashion brands like Nike, Jordan, Adidas, um, and many others, Puma, Under Armour, is so many. So that is the question I just have to kick it off with. How does the culture within sneaker fashion and sports tie together? 
Yeah, that's a heck of a question. I'd start by just the basics. One, it's the foundation of your, you know, your whole athletic, everything you do on the court or on the field is starts with your footwear and then broader, more macro with how it, you know, ties together with the fashion world. You know, that's just thanks to pioneers, uh, a lot of men and women who have um, laid the way for, you know, where the athletes are at today, I guess. You know, Walt Clyde Frazier in the 1973, he was the first NBA player to have a signature shoe. And then obviously Michael Jordan took it to new heights with their Jordan line. So it's, it's you know, been steady progress made by athletes over time. But how it ties in, I mean, it's just it's um, it's totally um, it's it's one now. There is no peeling back, you know, sneaker fashion and sports. They're totally intertwined at this point. And it's just this this massive, you know multi-billion dollar business so it's it's pretty crazy like i still will get like crazy comments and crazy looks like whenever i tell people like i write about sneakers or if i post an article like some people think it's an insane thing to write about but really it's it's just a massive industry yeah i gotta agree with you on that one because i think Air Jordan to me, and this may be a little biasness because I'm a huge Jordan fan. Yeah. Nike Jordan baby pretty much grew up on the brand. Yeah. Um, started to slowly transcend transition over to Adidas. Okay. Came back to Nike as I gotten older and just right. realized that you know AJ One is my ultimate signature shoe. That's the yeah. shoe I will always go with. Sometimes yeah. I would throw in like the Elevens or nice. you know the Sevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those two are going. Like, They're so up. underrated. Yeah, so underrated. But it's like AJ ones. I don't know what it is. It's just timeless. It, it's timeless. It it really is because it's like literally a shoe that goes with everything. It's always like one pair of AJ ones that would go to me. That would go with like four to five outfits. And yeah. when you have that, it's hard to get rid of that shoe, especially when you know who the shoe was named after and why it was created and who was practically the mastermind. So yeah you, you, yeah, you feel different when you put those on. You feel like you, I don't know, you just feel like a different person. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So your time during um, fan nation, you started off. When did you get started with this? And when did they start tying sports and sneaker fashion or sports and, you know, fashion overall or yeah, in general sure. together? So I started covering the Atlanta Hawks in uh, August of 2021 there on the hills of that exciting uh, Eastern Conference Finals run where they surprised a lot of teams and lost to the Bucks in six games. So that was the ideal time, and uh, I really jumped on that at a really great time. And then I uh, covered them for uh, 11 months, and then I came up with the idea of uh, a sneaker page similar to what I'm doing with the Hawks and, the, you know, bounced that off my editors and my bosses and ran it up the flagpole. And eventually, you know, enough people said yes and signed off on it. So I'm wearing two hats, really. And uh, so uh, to answer your question, Hawks for uh, about a year and a half. And then uh, the shoe sneaker page, it's been well, about eight months, I would say, eight, nine months. Sorry for that. So it's only been eight to nine months. Like that's it. Yeah. For wow. Covering sneakers for the Fan Nation page. Like before that, like I wrote a book about like Kobe Bryant's sneaker history. I wrote about like that in 2020, 
And I've, even during my Hawks coverage, like I, whenever there was like a slow news time, I'd write about what the shoes the players were wearing. So I was able to like show that to my editors and my bosses and be like, hey, like I, I kind of know what I'm talking about. Like I don't claim to be an expert, but like I, I have a, I'm definitely proficient. So. Yeah, I'd seen your work. I studied some of your work before I asked you to be a guest up here on the show. And I must say it's pretty dope. Oh, it's actually my motivation because I was looking to have a chat with the other hosts whenever that come up yeah. about tying like urban culture and yeah. sports together. Because For that's sure. the one thing that we did not see on other podcasts is that mm -hmm. people just are not aware how much it truly ties in together because it's too, to me, too particular industries or platforms or whatever that people just don't take seriously or don't find such a big deal, but it is because it's two things that can make people feel better about themselves. Like if they don't feel like they blend in with another crowd, mm -hmm. here's, here's one crowd, here's the other crowd. And to me, like, okay, there's three industries that tie in together because mm -hmm. it's the fashion industry, it's mm -hmm. the sports industry, and it's the entertainment industry. Yeah. And the reason why, to me, they tie together because there's one thing that all of them have in common. It's not being able to fit in with yeah. the normal, with what, you know, society would call the normal people. Yeah. Or to um, pretty much, like, feel like they are not welcome or they don't belong in this world until they realize that they are beyond the normal in a good way. Like they're abnormal in a good way. Like they're meant to stand out. They're meant to be this big figure in the industry and take, you know, the industry of their own to the next level. And when they realize that is when they start to fill themselves. And when they start to fill themselves, a lot of people start to get onto them and want to see more of them outside of what they do. That's why you see people like, Beyonce, for example, she was known. She's when we think of Beyonce, we think of Deja Vu or Crazy in Love or things yeah. like that. But she started Darion, she started Ivy Park, she even started acting in the movies Obsessed, and like she started, you know, other things such as the Lion King movie that just came out, like the live edition or whatever. Like mm -hmm. you see that, and it's like, hold on, she's a singer. Then it ties to Super Bowl performances mm -hmm. and things like that. Even halftime performances time to time in NBA games. People don't realize why it blends in so well. It's because it ties so much into one another, but it just doesn't get bought to the forefront as much as it should. That's why I had to ask this question because they don't understand why fashion and sneakers are being tied to. It's like, well, what do you think? What do you think their clothes are motivated by? What do you think the colors and stuff is by? Well, how do you think they come up with all this creativity within their uniform attire, their sneakers, all of that stuff, even their game day fits when photographers be taking pictures of athletes coming in and out of stadiums? What do you think that be behind? It's no, uh, yeah, tying that into one another. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. I mean, that, you you summed it up way better than I ever could. And I really <laughs> like, I like how you said that about how – you can kind of be like a misfit or an outcast, but really once you are re like you embrace that, you can, that's like your superpowers. Like that's your cape, that your Superman cape that you're putting on when you embrace that you're not like everybody else and that you are different. And then that's what people gravitate to and they are motivated by and they are inspired by. And, you know, like you said, whether it's musicians 
or people in fashion or sneakers or whatever. It's the weirdos who end up being the trendsetters and end up being like the legends. So no, I think that that was just a beautiful point you made. I totally agree. Yeah. And it's like example to that. Michael B. Jordan was on the red carpet one time and the lady that was interviewing him. Yeah. Yeah. He called her out for pretty much being one of those normal people making fun of him back in high school. But now you're in my face asking me for questions. It's crazy how, five to 10 years or maybe 15 down the road can really change your life. Tons of hard work. Yeah. You could be looking at me at a way that I once thought that I would be looking at you Mm -hmm. and it may not be that way. And the crazy thing about it is people underestimate so much Mm -hmm. how that has been the common story between themselves and their classmates. It's a common story. It's because it's just, it's, Pretty simple as this, in my opinion. Yeah. Is it's just like everyone had that one bully or that one person who tried to talk them down, even Mm -hmm. in their own flesh and blood. And it's sad. But they don't realize the reason why they try to talk them down is because they're hiding their own insecurities by Mm -hmm. poking fun of you. And that's why you're the one to get the last laugh because when they could have you helping them to building themselves up, they're trying to build themselves up by tearing you down. And those the people in the end, in my opinion, who gets laughed at. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree. I told, I wish they should teach that in schools really, because you're, you know, when you're like K through 12, the, the worst thing you want to do is stand out. Like you want to conform. You don't want any attention on you want to, you know, not get made fun of. Don't step out of line. But really, sometimes it's like, you know, I want to wear this really loud outfit or I want to wear these these shoes from a brand that nobody's ever heard of and that sort of thing. But you can kind of get bullied back into line and back into submission. And it's like that in the real world with like applying for jobs and people are like, well, I guess I won't really apply. What if they say no? You know, you really just have to thrive on hearing no as an adult. Like if you're going to be really, you know, proactive and like chasing your dream and building a career, you just you got to you know, knock on every single door and just be immune to hearing no and just keep asking, keep asking. And no, I think that's, that's perfect. Yeah. I, I try, but um, that's really what it is when you think about all of that. Yeah. So we, I brought up fanation mm-hmm. and I think this is what the people will really want to know since yeah. they know who you are already. We introduced that. They know what you're about. What, What's to come next for NBA sneakers within the Fan Nation brand? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still going to try to continue to get bring in big interviews and uh, deeper think pieces and just come at things from a, you know, come write articles at a different angle. Like there are a lot of really good writers out there and I'll read something and then that's like really impressive. And then I'm like depressed for a sec. I'm like, God, I'm like, I'm never going to write anything that good. Like how did they come up with that angle or that way of unfolding a story? So I'm constantly trying, I don't want to just keep writing the same story over and over and for it to be completely um, formulaic. I want to try to come with new ideas, new, new stories and keep getting bigger interviews, bringing, you know, bigger names to discuss sneakers and, uh, you know, just footwear in general, even if it's like a baseball player, soccer player talking about their cleats, like I'm still interested, like I still want to hear about it. So and, you know, really just raise awareness, let more people like learn that this site exists, that we, you know, are out there trying to um, 
still get some name recognition. The site is still very young, but, you know, hopefully provide a lot of entertainment, you know, some education and just some information just for people at, at all levels. Like some people have their PhD in sneakers. Like they can tell you, you know, they're like, oh yeah, that's like the reverse, you know, bread that was actually released, you know, and they can like rattle it off. Whereas some people, they don't know the difference between a player exclusive colorway and a general release colorway. And yeah, and I try to, I tried to like hit every level. So that way, you know, I'm not talking over or not talking down to someone. Like I, I try to be able to speak to every single level of sneaker knowledge because there's definitely a time where like I didn't know like much about them at all. And, you know, I had to learn a lot just through YouTube and Nike talk and that sort of thing. And then um, there's still so many people out there who know way more about it than I do. And I'm still learning. Yeah. I mean, it's a process, whether you are in here just as strictly a sports reporter, a fashion mm -hmm. reporter, yeah. or a spokesperson, etc. Like, if you're in the journalism or the writing or the content industry, like anything that ties to, you know, the journalism industry, mm -hmm. it's always going to be a process because it's always going to be another step that, you know, you would take to become better at what you do, whether you're a freelancer or professional, or you're just someone doing it as a hobby and it turns, you know, eventually to a passion or to stay a hobby, depending on your preference, it's always going to be that. So when you have that and you, you know, it's always going to be a process more of the story. It's always going to be a process. So For sure. keep trying to get better. So, yeah, so it's like, is there anyone particular that you're looking to bring on and write articles with? Like, if you have to pick an athlete right now from any sport league, it could be from the XFL, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. WWE. It could be from anywhere, anywhere mm -hmm. that requires an athlete to work mm -hmm. out or even yeah. like a sport personality. Yeah. Freelance or professional, whoever you know that does anything that I'm doing or anything above more of the story, who would be your number one target and why? Like athlete to interview or like staff writer to bring on? Um, let's, let's get both. Okay. Um, athlete interview. I think it'd have to be LeBron just because, you know, arguably the, you know, he and Jordan, you know, Kobe, you know, it would have been Kobe. It would have been Kobe, but that's obviously oh, yeah. not the case. So I, I guess LeBron, I think, I think Michael Jordan, I couldn't ever imagine him saying yes to an interview. Like I just couldn't, that's just out of the realm of possibilities. So. Yeah. He's so hard to get in touch yeah, with. Like, he don't have no type of contact information publicly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that'd be cool if I was able to have a sit down with LeBron, you know, even if it's like 10 minutes through zone, pre-prepared questions, like that'd be cool. Cause you know, he's just celebrating two decades with Nike. So um, that, you know, um, that would definitely be really cool. And then staff writers, I hate like, you know, if I were to bring on other people, I hate like naming names because I end up forgetting people. And, you know, and I don't know, I'm not great at being put on the spot, but there are definitely a lot of people out there, like friends I have in the industry who are super talented and doing their thing. And then, you know, some other writers that I look up to for sure. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, punt on the second part of the question but the first part lebron for sure that'd be awesome yeah i i couldn't agree with you even more lebron to me and he would be the type of athlete that does it no matter how big he is because mm -hmm. 
the one thing I read about LeBron over the years is like if there's one athlete that is for the people, yeah. it's him. And no he doubt. shows it within his charities, his donations, his school, his, his school, like him just being outspoken and being so passionate about yeah. things outside of sports really defines the type of character you're dealing with. Like we all know LeBron James, the athlete, yeah. but the fact that LeBron James, the person mm -hmm. is just as great. If not, maybe a little better. Don't kill me. Laker fans. Don't kill me. Anybody <laughs> basketball, LeBron lovers. I'm not saying that, but yeah. I'm saying could be, it's just yeah. even more, you know, even more great or even better because it's like, we know without question we're supporting a real genuine person that if he would do us personally, he would be the type of person that we know if we fall, he will help pick us back up or he will just make us get off our ass and get back up. But yeah, he would not sure. just sit there and let you fail. And that's the type of person you will want to support, whether you love him or whether you hate him. So great yeah, for sure. so, yeah i mean he's been in the public eye since he was a teenager and has had zero missteps and you know i haven't been in the public eye and i can't go one day without tripping over my own feet or saying the wrong thing so i mean it's just amazing he really is he really is just special yeah agree all right but we gotta move on to the next topic here yeah. which will be what's next for the atlanta hawks so we know that they're in the play-in tournament yeah. right now, as of right yeah. now. I believe mm -hmm. they're the eighth seed yeah. in the West. I yeah. mean, not in the West, in the East. Mm -hmm. So we know they were like that last year. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's the year where Trey Young broke the hearts of the New York Knicks fans and became like what people will call the villain. So uh, that was 2021. In 2021, or, they, they or, went on that run. And in 2022, they advanced out of the play-in and um, – they ran into the Miami Heat and the Miami Heat. Um, there you go. So that was tough. That was tough. But it was um, so much to happen. See, I'm, yeah. I'm slacking. Forgive no, me. No, no, I'm tough. slacking. We had like three seasons like crammed like back to back to back because of the pandemic. So like it's still like I've been getting the year wrong. But you're right. They're they're locked into the plan. There's no moving upward. They're not going to be able to get down to the lottery, and they're not going to be able to get up into the top six seeds. So they're in the plan. The seeding is to be determined. They've got four games left. Trey Young's sick right now. He's missing tonight's game against the Chicago Bulls, which, which hurts, and might miss tomorrow night's game against the Washington Wizards. So um, it, it's going to be tough. They're going to have to win the play-in tournament for the second straight year to advance to the, the playoffs. But, you know, we'll see. You know, Trey Young, I think, is a generational talent. And, uh, you know, if I had to bet money on somebody to – put together a few clutch performances in the playing tournament, it'd be Trey. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually going to favor Atlanta in that because if there's one team that is experienced at winning in yeah. that type of environment, it would be the Atlanta Hawks who's already mm. done it. But speaking of Trey Lance, mm. I mean, not Trey Lance, uh, correct me, Trey Young, mm. what will be next for him, though, mm -hmm. if things just not work out well in Atlanta? Yeah, I'm not buying, you know, I've heard the reports and I don't want to like shade the reporters and like, you know, discredit them. I just can't ever wrap my mind around Trey asking for a trade or the Hawks moving him uh, because they both have invested so heavily into each other. Trey's so involved in the community. 
The team has built and constructed the roster around him. Neither party has ever given any indication that they want out of the relationship. So I, I really just – I think Trey's going to be a hawk for life, honestly. I agree. I don't I don't see him going anywhere else because I don't see anywhere else in the East like, okay, think yeah, about it. Yeah, really fit. Yeah. Who are you moving on the Celtics? Who are you moving on the Knicks? And who would you move on the um, Heat? That's what yeah. you got to think about because if yeah. you're Trey, if you're Trey Young, you're not looking to go anywhere else, but to a contender. If you're, especially if you're going to stay in the East, you're going to look to a team. You're either going to join the Celtics yeah. or you're going to take down a team that you know with your addition can dethrone the Celtics. Yeah. Um, so I don't see no other team outside of the three teams I just named in the East. Oh yeah, don't make me forget the Bucks. You could definitely oh, join yeah. them. You could yeah. definitely join them, but I don't see Trey. It would be really weird to me to see Trey Lance. I mean, stop saying Trey Lance, Trey Young, outside of a Hawk uniform. Yeah, but, I just don't. I don't think it's going to happen. The NBA is crazy. Anything can happen, but yeah. uh, you know, I'm gonna. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, because some things could be stretched by a little mile of match, just like you know yeah, the Trey Young. Trade rumors, yeah. but speaking of Mr. Young, mm-hmm. do you believe he will ever win an NBA Finals ring with the Atlanta Hawks, or will he just be one of those great players that just falling short? I mean, a lot has to go right to win just a single ring. You know, look at all the great, um, great players like Charles Barkley, John Stockton. You know, there are a lot of players you just come up at the wrong time and you don't ever get a ring because you were here at the same time as MJ or Kobe or Stephen LeBron. And that just wipes out decades at a time. I am going to be optimistic and I'm going to say yes, because he's only 24. And I think the Hawks will get the roster around him that he needs figured out eventually. So I'm going to be optimistic and say yes, but it's you know far from a sure thing just because a lot of great players don't have rings. Yeah, I I gotta agree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been so many great players in all sport leagues who just couldn't get to the promised land, or when they did, they came up short and just was never seen back there again. Unfortunately, Un- like the unfortunate part is, no matter how great you can be, the team around you just may may mm-hmm. not be good enough, or you may have that slip up at the wrong time in the wrong place, things of that nature. But like you said, a lot of things gotta go right. A lot of things such as you as an individual with your health and your playing and your mm-hmm. statistics, yeah. vice versa with your teammates, along with your coaching. It got to be on point mm-hmm. pretty much like 98% of the time. You only got that 2%, but that 2% could be too much sometimes yeah. depending on the team. Like even with an organization, they got to build a team around you that, you know, that's well enough that could take on the teams in your division and your conference and, in the opposing conference as well, the other conference and other divisions as well. And that's not just in the NBA. That's in pretty much the the entire sports world. Like every sport but tennis, I believe, has a division. Tennis and swimming. So it's always going to be that other team that you're going to have to take down in order, you know, to get a ring. So when you have all of that to worry about, you're Trey Young, who do you think the Falcons should make a move for to bring to Trey Young, you know, bring Trey Young some help down there in Atlanta. You know, it, I was actually asked this question earlier by someone else. 
I, I don't know. You know, that, that's a great question. They're like, who, which free agent should they target? And I would just wait for like a free, for a team like that has a superstar to be disgruntled and one out. Like no one really saw the Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Brooklyn implosion happening right at the That day one end. was a shocker. That I, was crazy. I, I couldn't believe that. It was crazy. It completely reshaped the landscape of both conferences. So I would say if I'm the Hawks, stay flexible with your salary cap, with everything, and just, you know, be ready to pull the trigger if, like, a not Kevin Durant, he just tra- got traded. But someone of his caliber is upset, like a Jerry Irving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody, you know, who's like a – every year they're going to be in an all-star game, say they get, um, you know, frustrated with their current situation, then, yeah, you know, be ready to pull the trigger, get Trey and DeJounte some help. So that that's it. That's what I would say because it seems like the NBA can't go – three months without a blockbuster trade. So just stay flexible and be, be ready. Yeah. I, I agree with you 110% because it's like, no one saw the Kyrie to Dallas trade coming. Yeah. Everyone knew that if Kyrie got moved, he would have got moved to LA with the Lakers. Yeah. As a Laker fan. I'm kind of glad that didn't work out. Yeah. Even though I was one of them that was pulling for Kyrie because yeah. I didn't. I was afraid, right, of the controversy that would have came with them and what the Lakers would have had to give up to get him. Like a Brooklyn, lot. you know, a lot. I don't know who won that trade yet because I yeah, got to we'll see, see what the Nets gonna do with life after Kyrie Irving. That's what I need to see. But the Kevin Durant trade to the Suns. Oh yeah, they definitely lost that one. Can't lose KD. Yeah, you can't lose KD to a team with Devin Booker. Yeah, you know. Chris Paul and only get like a one, like a quarter of a cheap bag of chips. Yeah, you can't do that. It's not gonna work. It's like I think you'll be able to replace a Kyrie before you replace a KD. That's just my opinion. I, oh, I totally agree. Totally agree. And when you have all of that, when you're, you know, the Nets or anything like that, that's going to be a big chunk to fill because now you're going to need a big man mm-hmm. that can shoot the ball, that yeah. could do even remotely the things that Kevin Durant did. And good luck finding that because that's going to be a that's going to be a hell of a lot of searching you're going to have to do in this upcoming draft and free agency. Yeah, but unicorn. If you're the Atlanta Hawks, mm-hmm. and, to, and speaking of Kyrie Irving, if you are the Atlanta Hawks and you see that Kyrie is available, like say if contract mm-hmm. negotiations does not work out well for, you know, Mr. Irving mm-hmm. and the Mavs, yeah. and he is to be on the market again, mm-hmm. do you think the Atlanta, I mean, the Atlanta Hawks mm-hmm should make the move to bring Kyrie Irving to the ATL to join Trey Young. You know, I know they're good. I know they're good friends, Trey and Kyrie. They are super close. Like they all, like they just played each other this past week and they were hugging it out after the game. I, I wouldn't. I like DeJounte Murray and I like the Trey and I like the pairing of Trey and DeJounte. So, I mean, I'd like to improve the roster in other places. Like, I'm not willing to give up on DeJounte and Trey just yet. Let's give it a couple of years to see if it doesn't – see if it does or does not work. And, you know, uh, Kyrie, although he is uh, just one of the greats and he's just an incredible player, he's a little um, unreliable at times. Like, I don't know if he's always going to be on the court for one reason or another. Yeah. So it was, you know, DeJounte, I know he's he's really going to be on the court. So 
I, I'm going to stick out with DeJounte for a little bit longer, but obviously Kyrie is just an incredible talent. It's super special, but maybe not the perfect fit for Atlanta. It would be for good for me for like clicks and for like, you know, news and articles like that would be exciting. Like, and he'd yeah. always have a good quote. That's for sure. And he, and he treats media very well from what I've seen, like just from like Dallas and Brooklyn and other places. He, he's, he seems like a very respectful, very solid dude. Yeah, I 100% agree. So yeah. it's like, all right. So say if you don't get Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah. Um, thinking of the list of free agents, pro- possible free agents this upcoming NBA. Yeah. You know, offseason. Yeah. Who would you shoot your shot with if you are the Atlanta Hawks? To pair with I'm having to Google. Yeah, I'm having to Google um, NBA free agent. I don't know the list right off the top of my head. Um. Let's see who we got. No to Russell Westbrook. Uh, you know, you mentioned Kyrie. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you for bringing Russ Westbrook. It's like you get shopped around. There, you know, there, there's oh, something you know going on like, there. Who I think would be really for sure. I like I like Kyle Kuzma. I know as a Lakers fan, I know you got that history. So um, I, I think Kyle I did Kuzma not mind is Kuzma going to get a payday uniform. this I did summer. Not mind you know? him. Yeah, he was one of them that I, I liked. I wouldn't it. mind him in a Hawks uniform. Like you got to yeah, okay, that was such a that was a cool little team with Lonzo. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, with like Lonzo, uh, D'Lo, uh, Kuzma, Julius Randle. They had a they had a good little team there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, they did. They they had a young team that to me, as a Laker fan, I understand the mentality because when you're the Lakers and you're not on top of the NBA, it's a failure. That's, it's yeah. a certain standard yeah, that's set for them. And the Celtics, it's just that or it's nothing. So I understood it. But on the flip side of that, I always believed in my heart that that young Laker team did not get the chance because it did not have the right system around them. And to me, the system that's Mm -hmm. in L.A. right now, you know, excuse me for my language, but it shits on the system that was in L.A. when that young team got started. And that right there can call – right there sees the difference. Because you clearly see the efforts they're making now. The, the organization wasn't making beforehand because let's call it like it mm-hmm. is. It really wasn't in the greatest hands. Maybe some of the greatest hands to be on the court, but to be off the court and managing, not so much. So when you have things like that, it will def- with a young developing team, it's not going to bring what we're used to seeing the Lakers bring, which is contention, championships, wins, etc., it's going to bring some rough patches. Sometimes people's going to have to go through their crap. And mm-hmm. that young Laker team had to. But like I said personally, I don't believe it got the fair chance that it got. No, I totally agree with you. I think um, – I don't know if they would have been able to stick together, that young core, Julius Randle, all those guys. They, may, they, they You know, Lakers fans would have gotten way too impatient. They oh, would yeah. Tra- they would have started trading players away. So I don't think we would have ever gotten to see them – Brandon Ingram, I don't think we would have ever seen them be able to like grow up together, which is too bad because if they all stay healthy, they all stick together. That could have been a really nice team. It could have been because you would have had people that can shoot the ball, people that can play defense, people mm-hmm. that can run with these other guys. Yeah. You're, you would have had the speed then that you need now if the development, if the, you know, the right people within development was around mm-hmm. them. And unfortunately, it wasn't. For sure. But speaking of the Lakers and speaking of the NBA, speaking of the playoffs and all these things, yeah, 
it's time to chop it up here okay. because within a week, we are here from the 2023 NBA play-in. And then the following yeah. day or two after, we'll start the NBA playoffs. So mm -hmm. who's in your opinion? Who's in, who's out, and why? So I think the E-Conference is pretty well set. It's going to be Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago. We just don't know about the order yet. Western Conference, I have no idea. Like, I, I had to go pull it up <laughs> because it changes so much. It changes every day. So, like, yes, right now it's the yes. Lakers are a half game back out of number hot six. Potato. Hot potato. And, and, and Lakers are playing well right now. And then you got New Orleans. Zion still isn't back. Uh, and then you got Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Dallas. I don't know if Dallas is going to make it. That's like my big, like, you know what? That's my hot take. Dallas will not make the Western Conference play in. I'm going to go Lakers, Pelicans, T Wolves, Thunder, and then watch a major move happen this summer with the Mavericks and, you know, Kyrie, Luca. You know, I want, I wouldn't be surprised if they get broken up real quickly. So, yeah, that's my hot take. If it's a hot take, is that Dallas won't make the play in. Wow. That's actually an interesting take, but I don't, you know, ironically, you're not the first person I heard say that mm -hmm. because the fact that a lot of people just don't feel like the duo of Luka Donick and Kyrie Irving mm -hmm. has met its expectations, has, you know, met its expectations or yeah. exceeded them. Mm -hmm. And when you saw this duo come together, like yeah. soon as the Kyrie trade to Dallas was announced, the first thing everyone was like, uh-oh. Luka Donick got backup. Luka mm -hmm. Donick got another shooter. Dallas might be lighting it up because mm -hmm. they were, and I picked them as my dark horse pick to win the West if the Warriors didn't win. Yeah. And I was right last year because I was the mm -hmm. only team that stood in that team way was the team that I originally picked. So I must admit, before I saw my Lakers mm -hmm. make these moves, that they made, and boy, am I happy that they did that. Yeah. But I actually had the Dallas Mavericks, you know, being the dark horse pick again. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, Damn. that is not the case because the Kyrie and um, it hasn't worked. Luka Donick, yeah, it has not worked. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people now are, well, the good news is they're not looking at Kyrie Irving, that's the problem. That's the good news. Yeah, Bad true. news is they're flipping it over to Luka Donick, and now, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Luka. Yeah, now they're talking about his defense, you know, his effort, his weight, all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough out there. You know, if you don't win, you know, fans, they're, they're going to start, you know, coming after you. And it's hard to believe fans are coming after Luka, starting to come after Trey a little bit. So, it's, it's crazy out there. Yeah. I definitely agree. So it's like you gotta you gotta think about this. But obviously we gotta wrap up the show real quick. So before I let you go, mm -hmm. I just need your early NBA finals prediction. Who comes out the Eastern Conference and why? And who comes out the Western Conference and why before we wrap up this episode, Mr. Benson. So before the season started, I said Boston, Memphis. And I, you know, I am going to back off that entirely i'm going to completely throw that away i'm going to go with milwaukee just because they're tested they're you know they're battle tested you know they're yeah, going to be able I to agree. Uh, you know Giannis is tough in a seven game series and then i got another hot take for you 
Golden State's going to be back in there. The sixth seed, Stephen Curry, they're going to run it back. And then Milwaukee's going to win. They're going to beat Golden State. So my prediction, Milwaukee over Golden State and six. Wow, that's a good prediction. Yeah. I mean, you can't, rule out the, you can't rule out the Warriors, you know? That's, I've that's seen right. a lot your, of trash talk. Your prediction. I, my prediction? Yeah. Huh, the West is, you said it best. The West is pretty hard it's because at it's it, hard for me to go against my Lakers right now, but it's hard for me to count out the Warriors. But I don't yeah. see nobody else in this West coming out. I'm so I don't see it. Yeah. Unless Kate and we unless we KD. can get the KD from yeah. 2016 or the KD from 2017, we yeah. might be having another conversation. True. But right now, coming out the West, I got the Warriors obviously as the favorites, yeah. but I'm gonna go with my LA Lakers as the dark horse pick. It's dark horse. All so right, it's cool. between the LA Lakers and the Golden State Warriors to come out the West. Mm-hmm. And I out the East. Um, I gotta go with the Bucks. Okay, but I think like you know the Celtics losing their head coach for the year eventually it's gonna come and haunt them. Yeah. So that's when I'm gonna look back and I'm gonna look at either the Bulls or the Heat. So oh, I wow. think that's what I think that's what the three is gonna be between. I like but, it. I like it. No, I think that coaching issue with Boston. I think that that hurt them a little bit this year. So no, I think that's a solid them. prediction. I think it's, that's a solid prediction. I think we did well. Thank you. I try, but <laughs> first thing right. first. That's all I got for you for this episode, Mr. Benson. Once again, thank you for joining this show. If you guys are not following this man on Twitter, please follow him at Pat underscore Benson underscore Junior. Follow me, your host at Shane Mac Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you for once again tuning in to the Mike Bomb Podcast. This is your host, May Shayla, and your special guest, Pat Benson, signing out. Welcome to the Mike Bomb Podcast, the podcast where the bombs get thrown. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode. This is your host, May Shayla, exiting out. But before I do, I would like to take the time to thank everyone who has subscribed, follow and listen to the podcast and for your overall support and love if you are interested in getting more news and updates about the podcast such as new episodes new seasons you can now subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite platforms such as apple Podcasts, spotify amazon music iHeartRadio, pandora radio google Podcasts, and much more or you can visit www.themikebomb.com for news updates within your favorite sport leagues along with more news about the podcast. Thank you for your support and see you next episode. Every night and I pray, asking Lord let him hear.